What We Consume. Ahoy, ahoy, and welcome to What We Consume, a show about all the things we put into our minds and bodies. I'm your host, King Hagathor, and with me as always is... King, this is Michael. Listen, we got it. No! No more fucking Kodak Kells. I'm King, that's Michael, Kevin is with us as always. Kevin? Ugh! I was gonna get into it, I thought I was gonna have a skit. Ugh! I don't know what to do. I was trying to be like you guys. I'm sorry. I'm just not a. I'm just not a, a Metal Gear guy. So you, you bamboozled him. Uh, yeah, you bamboozled me. I had a whole skit ready. I was gonna take my shirt off. You guys were gonna see me looking like a, a horny uh, snake on a snowmobile. It was gonna be great. And then I have a I have a tattoo uh, of a snake drawn on my heart to show how close he is to me. All right, let's see them nips then. I made that all up. I'm not. I just wanted to be part of the fun, guys. I just wanted to be part of the fun. All right, so yeah, we're back with part three of Metal Gear, and this will be the final Mm -hmm. one for Metal Gear Solid, regardless of where we get to. I'm sorry for anybody whose ears I hurt when I was loud. Oh, King peaked too, so it's fine. Yeah, I figured. Alright, so, yeah, where we left off, he had, Snake had fought Sniper Wolf, then he got captured, then he got tortured, uh, and that's about where we left off, right? Yeah, um, with the torture scene, like I said, you can either surrender yourself or go through the torture and hurt your fingers a lot by mashing the B button or circle button or whatever fucking button it is for whoever's playing it. The reason it's circle and X is because like you like you explained that didn't you yeah so in japan typically a circle is usually like for confirmation or yes an x is usually for like no or cancel i don't so really the... remember what the square and triangle are for they might just be something sony did yeah so uh, on playstation controllers like the button on the far right is the b button or sorry is the circle button whereas on the xbox it's the b button which is usually like back yeah Uh, so it's a little tricky to get into yeah and then you if you succeed the torture you get tossed back in the cell if you fail the torture do you also just get tossed back in the cell if you fail the torture you're not not fail but Right, but the, if you succumb or submit, if or you whatever. submit, you just get tossed in the cell, and he says, "I'm gonna." And Ocelot says, "I'm gonna have my way with the girl, essentially, and torturing her." Yeah, uh, Ocelot's a fucking freak. He likes torture. He he really does. And spaghetti westerns. I mean, some so, some ladies are into torture. It's you know, it's up to not them. not that kind of torture. I mean, you never know. I bet there's I bet there's a little <laughs> kink out there. There's a there's a, we should you should get on book talk. I bet there's some weird kink torture like that out there. Who knows? Possibly. I think we also left off with talking about how Campbell had mentioned that the chief the chief's body appeared to be like um, rotting and stuff in the cell, and like the blood was missing from its body. And yeah, and there's a bunch of maggots around. Yeah, it's like it's makes no sense that it would be like that since he had just died like hours ago and uh talk about frank yeager with naomi and how like that like snake's best friend and like how he killed big boss and big boss is his father 
And I think that's like the first time they mentioned that Big Boss is the father of Snake. Uh, no, I think they mentioned it before. Like, I think that was like after the uh, after the fight, uh, like after the first fight with Gray Fox, because um, like it, Naomi's all that's patricide. It gets brought up at so many times. I don't. It it's kind of gets gets messy with like what has said has been said and what hasn't been said. But regardless, we're in the jail cell. What I did is I called Otacon. Otacon's like, I'll come help you or whatever. Uh, but there is multiple ways to get out of the jail cell. One of them being when the guard is sick and he also has diarrhea or some shit. He's got tummy troubles. Yes. Um, so he usually, at some point, he'll rush out and he'll um, leave the room so you can like hide under the bed. After um, Otacon gets there and gives you the key card and a handkerchief and ketchup because in case he gets hungry or whatever because Otacon's kind of an idiot in that regard. I don't know what person he, he, he wants He wasn't to... built for this. No. You put I... ketchup on your rations. You don't have your rations. When you find yeah. them. All your shit's in a box next to the torture device. So, to get... A couple of ways to get out of there is you can hide under the bed while the guard is gone, and then when he comes back, he'll notice it, open up the jail cell, and kind of snoop around the room. And if you're careful enough, you can sneak out and startle him before he runs back out and locks you back in there. Or you can cover yourself in ketchup, which you have to equip, lay down on the ground, and then use the item button, press, whatever the action button is for whoever's using it. And then it makes it look like you're covered in blood. Um, Did he give him like a ketchup bottle or just one packet? A whole ketchup Uh, bottle. bottle. Yeah. A whole bottle, okay. And a a handkerchief that belonged to Sniper Wolf. But uh, there was another way, I guess, you can wait until Gray Fox breaks you out. I meant to look that up after you had added that to the list of ways he can break out. Yeah, apparently, like, see, like, if you get tortured... Because I, I don't know how it works if uh, if you submit to the torture. But if you survive the torture, you get tossed in the cell. If you wait too long, you get dra- drug out and tortured again. Uh, and that's when I escaped. So I don't know. Like, I've only seen videos of the waiting for Gray Fox. So I don't know if it's like, then you have to do another torture. Or if it's just like, if you wait long enough, Gray Fox shows up. He kills the guy and opens the door and then bounces. Right. Well, so there's three ways to get out of the, the cell, which is really neat. You know, it's it's interesting that the game you know, always has like multiple ways to take care of things in that regard. Yeah. Um, after you break out, you're all the way back at pretty much the beginning of the game, essentially. Because you're in a jail cell. You grab your shit from behind the torture chair. Which is weird, because like, why the hell is Ocelot not in that room ready to torture again until he unless he gives a call he's old he needed to go pee or something yeah whatever it may be Um, but didn't like that bathroom because (laughs) the other guard destroyed it so yeah probably um so you had a snake has to backtrack all the way back to where he originally fought sniper wolf Wolf. and get through that door and this time he doesn't get ambushed and he goes through the door is this where it leads to the hallway and it leads to the tower 
there isn't yeah. an outside portion, correct? I'm trying to... Uh, if there is, it's meaningless. I'm pretty sure it's just a hallway that eventually it leads into a tower sequence that is unavoidable. As soon as you go through the door, an alarm triggers, two guards come up behind you. You can either dispatch them yourself and with the stun grenades or shooting them. But you pretty much have to run, do a whole, like, three-minute run upstairs, not dying in some way, shape, or form, and it's yeah. miserable. I found, I found stun grenades to be, like, the easiest way through it, because you just, like, toss, run, toss, run, you know? But also, there is a way to, like, run and gun, which is basically holding down the X and the square button, I think, or the, in our, in my case, the... A and uh, X button on the Xbox, but it just lets you just unload with the FAMAS, and so, like, if you keep running, like, you'll just unload and, like, clear out every guard in front of you as long as, you know, the angles don't fuck you. Yeah, and you don't fucking walk into the side of a wall or some shit. Yeah. Um, there is, like, a little glitch, or it's there's, like, a speed running glitch with the door that's frozen over, because Snake can't access it because it's frozen from the outside, and typically the guards would see for it. Makes no sense to me that they blow up on a door just to make it work, whatever. But there is, like, a speed running glitch where, like, if you... Genetically up... enhanced soldiers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> genetically enhanced soldiers, for sure. Uh, if you stand there and you wait and you're like you're aiming with your pistol or something like that and they hit you a couple times, it just like pushes you through the door for some reason and that just skips the whole scene that we're about to come up to after the tower sequence, but you can just skip that sequence essentially. So once Snake gets up to the tower, he's met with the Hind D at the rooftop. The Hind D is a Russian helicopter. Correct, yes. Um, it's funny to hear snake say hindy every other time he sees the damn thing also at the beginning of the tower sequence there's a rope that you must grab because i don't think you can survive if you don't bring it with you because this is where you do the repel scene and snake repels off the side of a building while liquid shooting at you with the hindy and steam is coming out of all these random ass vents that make no sense because game design <laughs> yeah. you know had to give a second problem for you to deal with yeah um after snake repels down he's outside the tower where that frozen door is you can choose a c4 to come trap backtrack later if you wish or you can continue on but it's all the way on the other side of the tower of the bridge to the other tower just three assholes shooting at you and they're like slightly better genome soldiers and they can see you from across a mile away and start shooting at you what i did was just shoot nikita rockets at them until they died because i didn't yeah uh, that shit there's like no way to know they're there unless you like go into first person mode which i did not do uh so like before you can even see them on your screen because i'm pretty sure your radar is fucked during this part they just unload on you. Yeah, so, it, like, it caught me by surprise as well. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, after that, I just uh, I just laid down at the end uh, with the uh, sniper rifle and just shot them and ended up taking damage, but ended up, like, that was the easiest way for me. It's interesting the way you did it. The easier way for me was Nikita Launcher because I could just stand and then control the rocket and blow them up until they disappear. Yeah, yeah well, I, like, I had plenty of rockets but i didn't know if i'd be getting more and didn't know like when the nikita launcher would be 
necessary again, whereas the sniper, I was pretty sure, like, there'd be only one other time to use it, so it was just like, fuck it. That's fair. Uh, so after dispatching them and crossing across the bridge, um, Liquid comes up, laughs at you because he's just a dickhead, and starts shooting at you until you run inside the next tower. During this, there's an elevator coming up, and it's kind of like a waiting scene, sort of. Otacon shows up from the elevator, and they have a lengthy conversation between each other, and it kind of turns... It, it's where like the famous one of not the famous but one of Otacon's popular quotes is like, "Do you believe love could bloom on the battlefield or whatever?" Some lame shit like that. But the elevator is that before or after you fight the hind D? This is before. Okay. Because uh, Otacon also says that he's going to get to work on the elevator because the elevator just stopped working all of a sudden after he had just used it. Weird. And the box is next to the elevator. After their little cutscene happened to move out of the way magically, so Snake can continue up to take, so he can fl- uh, swat a fly, I think is what he calls it. And, yeah, it's something like that. And it's the most bullshit climb up there if you don't have shaft grenades, because there's cameras with guns on it. Yeah, there's gun turrets, and for, like, you have to go up, like, I don't know, eight flights of stairs, and every single one of them has an extra gun turret, so it's like one, then two, then three, then four, then... I think that's it, but... Yeah, I think it maxes out four, so you're just tossing chaff grenades, so you're not getting shot by them every time you round a corner. Um, Snake makes his way to the top of the roof, and this is where he has his first first showdown with Liquid. Uh, while Liquid is in the Hind D, and Hind, uh, Liquid goes on about some genetic bullshit. He he sucks. He hates being his brother. He he he's like an edgy teenager for some fucking reason. Even though he's a grown ass man. And what's worse, he's British. He and he's British. So every time you he, you do something to him, he says something with that shitty British accent. It's like, no, I shot. I'm like, cool, dude. Yeah, I hit you. <laughs> it's it's a very obnoxious fight because like halfway through it he starts like diving all the time so like he's unhittable for like large portions of this fight yeah so you do have to get the what is it's the stinger rocket is that what it is called yeah you you pick up the stinger on the way up or before meeting up with Otacon and then you use that in the fight with the hind D I don't know how else you would fight that boss fight i think I, it's you need to use the stinger the only thing i could think of would be the sniper and i can't imagine pulling that off without dying yeah i don't so, see that yeah you, you gotta have the stinger so uh after snake somehow surviving a bunch of explosions on the roof he defeats liquid for the first time and liquid's pissed off that the helicopter stopped working after getting shot by like 20 missiles um, I did miss the scene. I think one, for later on, you do see like someone parachuting out, so it's implied that Liquid survived the helicopter crash. Obviously, um, so Snake does that. Then he returns back to the elevator to talk. No, Otacon's yep. gone by now. Yeah, but I think he talks to you over the. Uh, they talk over codec. codec uh, because. Yeah. Snake enters the elevator that is now magically working again, but a buzzer goes off that's implied to be a buzzer that, like, 
the lift is overweight they're over capacity so snake gets a call from otacon and they kind of talk about like i had otacon had four other stealth suits and they were missing and snake had asked if the buzzer had gone off when he got on the elevator and i think otacon also had that issue yep um that's when Otacon realizes what's going on, and there's a great scene with the codec where he just his face shoves up into the screen. He's like, "Snake, you're it's a trap," and uh, then it's revealed that there's four invisible assholes on the elevator with you that you have to dispatch, and it's one of the one of the other few annoying fights because it's just crowded, and if you're not especially if you're inexperienced with the game still at that point, it's just gonna take you a long time to maybe even get through that fight even on a simpler difficulty yeah and i didn't have any rations so this ended up being the hardest fight in the game for me this shit was infuriating i think yeah when i was talking with king about it dude when he was at that part uh he asked how long he had left with the game i said you probably have at least three hours and i think it took took me an hour to get through that shit so i was like well i said at least three (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it, it just like, I tried shooting them, it didn't work the first time, or the second, or the third, or however many times. Just, like, because I was trying to, like, tactically shoot, and then, like, I ran, like, before getting on the elevator, I had saved. So, like, I ran around and collected a couple of rations, and then, like, kept dying anyway. And then I tried just flipping them, but, like, it, you can flip these guys forever, and they've got a lot of health, so it just takes an ungodly amount of time. And sometimes when they get up, like, there's, like, a moment where, like, they have to, like, turn and spot you. Sometimes they, like, spray you when they're getting up. It's infuriating. (laughs) So, like, no matter how good I was at flipping them, finally I just, (laughs) I I just, like, unloaded with the FAMAS and was able to get past it. But it was awful. I, it was a while back when I had done my first playthrough, so I don't remember. I think it took me a few tries to take them out. But I think it was just a lot of pray, spray and pray and hope that uh, they didn't kill me with the FAMAS. And I was like, this is awful. This is miserable. Yeah. Michael and I were talking while I was playing through this part. And, like, legitimately, I played for, like, an hour just, like, over and over and over again. It was fucking maddening. I could hear the defeat in, in King's <laughs> tone as he was getting through that. <laughs> so, just after the <laughs> the shitty elevator fight snake is able to get out because the stairs are fucking broken at the bottom so he has to take the elevator because snake is this sneaky flexible man but he can't jump down a single flight of stairs just to get down to a door so that was like the whole issue with having to take the elevator game mechanics again um elite ops yeah he just got out of retirement so i mean it makes sense i guess yeah, yeah, I mean, he's worried about his knees. I get it. Yeah, he's trying to save the knees. I mean, if he's in, if you're in your thirties, you got to take care of those things. If you can take an elevator, take an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so once he gets out of the elevator, he heads outside, which is leads. Um, that outside leads to the uh, boil, the next place where Rex is um, being held. Uh, as soon as Snake heads out there, he is immediately shot at by a sniper rifle. And what's funny to me in the cutscene is Snake gets up, 
and then he crouches down where he's still in the sight of the sniper and then goes into a codec call. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Snake? Inopportune time to be checking your voicemails. It makes no sense. Uh, Snake has a conversation with Otacon. Otacon's like, don't kill her. And then she interrupts the call. And Otacon's like, guys, please stop. I I love you, Sniper Wolf. And blah, blah, blah. He's a big old baby man. who just has Stockholm Syndrome. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, it's not like she was trying to kill him. No, but he was technically a prisoner. I mean, she only liked. I mean, she only liked him because and kept him alive because she he was helping feed the dogs. Yeah, you know it's whatever. Um, so the fight ensues. You can do it the proper way and snipe at her and don't get sniped back, or you can go run into a corner and use a Nikita launcher the whole time, which I yeah. did the Nikita launcher method because I, I didn't feel I like... I absolutely did that too. <laughs> I did not feel like using that god-awful sniper rifle again. Yeah, but also, like, you can go to a spot where, like, you literally cannot be hurt, so it's just bombs away. Yeah, so... There's nothing going on in between the fight. You just fight her. Once you defeat her, the, a cutscene begins. She's laying there. She's, she's She's got a lung shot, so she's definitely going to die. Yeah, even though she's just been hit by a ton of explosives the whole time. Whoops. <laughs> Which I think what's weird is I think in um, Twin Snakes is you do get like... There is a non-lethal option in that version. And you still get the sim- a similar cutscene where she's like, I'm lung shot, even if you were like hitting her with tranquilizer shots the whole time. So it's like, yeah. what's even the fucking point? Um, yeah. But she and, and um, she has Otacon and Snake witness her final moments and listen to her last words. Or she just explains that she's occurred and she was wanting to, pretty much just waiting to die at this point because that's all she's been doing is waiting and that's you know whatever aren't we um, all just waiting to die no i got shit to do no i don't like thinking about that but you know teach their own so snake asks her to put her out of her essentially misery so snake puts a fucking bullet in her head and then puts the handkerchief over her face and Snake begins to walk away. Otacon um, asks, what was she fighting for? What am I fighting for? Or And what is Snake fighting for? To where Snake just says, if we, I think he says, like, if we make it through this, I'll tell you. That, you know, whatever. There's a lot in there. It's just a lot of Sniper Wolf going on about her past a little bit. And... She, yeah, because she got picked up by Big Boss at some point, uh, and like had just been fighting for him ever since, right? Uh, yeah, but it was like after Snake. No, I don't, I'm not too sure. Because like it was after Snake had retired. Because like if Snake was in Foxhound at one point, and I'm assuming he would at least know the operatives that were part of it. But it's also Snake who said questions everything that's said to him. So yeah, that's true. 
who knows? Well, I, I think she said she got picked up by Big Boss, uh, a, like, a long time ago, but had just been, like, doing work in other places. That uh, could also be true. Like, so Snake maybe just never even knew of her existence. Yeah, because I don't think, I don't think Big Boss, like, brought her, brought her on, brought her on. Uh, like, I think he was having her, like, doing stuff wherever else. And then, was it Liquid that was like, hey, come work for me now? Yeah, she was still part of Foxhound, I guess, at that point. Or, I guess Lick was like, hey, come to Foxhound, and we're gonna go steal a mech. Let's do it, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. They, they don't really discuss, like, what all Foxhound's doing in between these events, unless there's, like, comics or something that I'm unaware of. So, after that, Snake continues on. This is where the insert disc 2 which is we were hoping to get to last week, which would have been a better point to cut off, but we, you know, just kind of drug on. Uh, it pretty much slaps you in the face with like a, what feels like a game over screen, and it startles me every time I run into him. Like, what the fuck did I just do? And I and I played through it three times, and it caught, got me every time that it I went through it. So like I said, it is a two disc based game. That's like how big this game really was for the PlayStation One. Uh, so back in the olden days, you'd pop out the disc without turning the console off and pop in the other one, and then it'll just continue reading off of that. I never really understood how that mechanic worked in like in my head, but you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, with the Master Collection, it's just like a little digital cut scene that they made just to make it cutie, and they like pop out a disc from something and put in a, a disc too, and it, you know. It's like this little cutscene to do that, which was I, I found neat that they still included that. Yeah, they, they really tried to stay as faithful to the original game design as they could. I mean, uh, unlike uh, Twin Snakes, which obviously had, you know, the PlayStation 2 or the GameCube to run off of, which were much more powerful than the PlayStation 1. Uh, and, and, like, they also, like, because of, like, new game mechanics from... Metal Gear Solid 2 that were used in uh, Twin Snakes. Like, there's there's some lost, uh, like, there's some loss of uh, Hideo's uh, director vision, sort of. Uh, whereas this, like, tried their best to keep it, like, as exact as possible. Right. So, insert disc 2, Snake makes it to the furnace. It's not really a very important room yet, but he gets through there, and he gets to where a couple more elevators are. I Well, that room did have one thing. Um, at one point, you have to climb, or you have to, like, scooch across a wall uh, over a lake of molten metal or whatever, and the controls on this were a fucking nightmare. Because well, you'd be, like, going going and then you just slip and fall off so the because of that the way the mechanics work is up is always going to be up left is always going to be left right always going to be right so when the camera adjusts weirdly you kind of have to make sure that like you're at that angle that's proper with how it's facing it's it, it, it is a very weird thing but that's just like how they designed it it's like like i said like up is always going to be up so like you're facing north, going up against something, you'll 
sidle along it going up, but you can't. I, I don't know. It's it's weird, I, and I get yeah. it. And that's another thing that, like, Twin Snakes just bypasses because you can just climb over the rails and drop down. Yeah. So, like, so, yeah, like there's that, an entire part where, you, like, you can't get to the elevator because it's down and you have to manually move it. Whereas in Twin Snakes, you can just drop down. So, like, essentially as if the elevator worked. Yes, it, it makes it trivial in that game, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, Snake makes it through the boiler room, regardless of shitty controls or not, you know. And um, there's more elevators. During these elevators, the the first one, Snake is ambushed by more, I guess, call them like elite genome soldiers, because they're a little bit stronger than the typical ones that are walking around and uh, patrolling. And they yeah, suck. there's also mines for no goddamn reason I mean, around the elevator. There is mines. Uh, I think I ran into it one time, so that's why like I kind of slipped my mind that those were there because like I think I only ran into them like once. I was like, well, that was fucking stupid. And <laughs> Snake dispatches those guys on the elevator, and then uh, Master Miller calls during this whole process. He essentially rats out Naomi. Because Naomi, Naomi, Naomi's been a little fishy, like, this whole time, essentially. And, uh, and he's, like, asking about her family, like, where, like, her grandfather was at. And she said that he was, like, a Japanese man that worked in the FBI. You said grandfather, right? Yeah, so it was her grandfather that, that, she, that she brings up. Because, like, she doesn't yeah, know her was... parents, but she found out who her granddad was, quote-unquote. Yeah, and he, and he was, like, specifically... Hoover's secretary or whatever, like some something important to Herbert Hoover, or not Herbert Hoover, uh, uh, Edgar Hoover. Yeah, like uh, see, he was pretty much like in like the FBI, so he was close with like he would have been close with Edgar Hoover, whatever his damn name is, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. yeah. During that, he, uh, there's some more back and forth and waiting on the elevators. Uh, on the second elevator lift, you start hearing ravens. Uh, so it's kind of implied that you're about to come up and have to fight Raven again. Uh, Miller calls and he's like, I w-, he continues to rat out Naomi. He's like, I looked up the Naomi, that person, the person that Naomi says she is existed, but it's not who Naomi is essentially. And like J and J Edgar Hoover was, was a racist. So he wouldn't have had a Japanese man in his FBI and like that close to him essentially. So it kind of leads to Naomi getting arrested because she's coming off as, like, she might be, she, stumbling over myself a little bit. She winds up getting arrested because they also find out, like, that she was sending out calls to someone, but we don't know who to. And I don't think it's ever mentioned who she else she was contacting outside of the core group. So after the elevator rides... You arrive at a freezing warehouse, which is where Vulcan Raven is waiting for you to have hit y'all his ultimate fight with him, and he's fucking walking around with a minigun. Yeah, the Vulcan minigun. Hence the name. You know, that never crossed my mind, because I never knew the names of miniguns. Okay, I guess yeah, uh, King does his research. I, th- I think either in the comic or in the... Uh, in one of the cutscenes, it talks about, like, Vulcan Raven, known for using the Vulcan minigun. I feel like that was probably in the comics, or I just over the 
pay, didn't pay attention when it was being talked about in that cutscene. Yeah, you were probably distracted by the fact that they described him as shaman. Big and shaman. Big shaman. <laughs> Such a weird descriptor. So this is actually another interesting boss fight because like during this fight you can't be in Raven's like line of sight at all or he'll start shooting at you but uh, there's a bunch of crates stacked around in there and like over time they'll just blow up either from Raven shooting I guess or something like that I don't really know I what... think it's mostly just I think it's mostly just him shooting and some of them have items on top of them so if he shoots like, if he knocks down those, uh, the items fall and you can pick them up. Yeah, but it'll also Because uh, it starts off, off at like, a... Yeah, it's, it starts off as, like, a, a basic grid pattern for the uh, containers. But as they fall, they create, like, choke points uh, that you have to be mindful of while you're fighting them. Yeah, um, the way I handled the fight was just place claymores down and let him walk around until he walked into them and died. And just hope yeah, I, I did that, but I ran out of claymores, so it's like I I, tr I tried using the Nikita launcher here, um, which kind of works, but it is very tense because he's just continuing to walk around, and the Nikita launcher is not very fast. So, like, if you don't do it right, like he could just walk up on your ass and obliterate you. Yeah. Um, and and also like if he sees the rockets coming, he'll shoot them. So like it started to become like just like a giant waste of time. So I was just like. Alright, fuck it. Like, so I used the claymores. I ran out of claymores, so I just started setting up C4 traps and like waiting for him to walk by him and eventually got him that way. Yeah, Because a straight up gun battle is just not going to happen against this fucking behemoth. No, not at all. And it's good that you have a radar there. I couldn't imagine like having to do that without the radar other than just like listening to where he's walking at. But so even sometimes that's yeah. a little misleading. Also, I guess there's like a codec at some point that talks about like. Wait a minute, he's not using stereo headphones, he's just using mono That was during uh, the Hind D fight. Headphones. I forgot about that. Oh, oh is it? Or, I think I might have yeah. put that later down, but like, there's a conversation like, you're supposed to listen to like, where the Hind D's traveling once it starts diving down, and like, they give Snake shit if the player's using like, a mono television instead of a stereo television, and it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Like, Mei Ling's like, oh my person. god, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... I I'd be upset. Yeah, Game called me out. For... There's a couple of codec calls where it's just them talking shit for no reason. Like, um, like there's also that one where if you run all the way up the, um, the first tower, uh, and then, like, immediately call before, like, you have a second, Snake will be, like, a little bit out of breath and will be like, ah, ah. All right, I made it to the top of the tower, and they're like, "Are you good? Like, maybe you've been retired for too long. You're getting out of shape." It's just like, "What the fuck do you want from me?" Yeah, it's, it's just, the game. Anytime you perform differently, or just they they, they they like to rib at the player sometimes, like especially like when we discussed the Mantis fight, and even with Ocelot, they're just like, "You you're sucking at the game." They'll tell you you're sucking at the game, so. You know, it's whatever, I guess. <laughs> Eventually, Snake defeats Vulcan Raven. Uh, Vulcan Raven um, tells Snake a hint of what's actually going on and everything, uh, which is essentially like telling him that the DARPA chief was not the DARPA chief, because I don't think Snake ever hears that himself. 
but it's been discussed amongst other people. And it was actually Decoy Octopus yeah, and, who he killed. Yeah. And Decoy Octopus, like, doesn't just, you know, disguise himself as other people. He, like, takes their blood to, like, become even more like them, I guess. Right. Which didn't Is save him. Is it like him. the girl from My Hero? Not. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. But where, like, she can use, like, a sample and it lasts a period of time, he just takes all of their blood and re- just trans... I don't know how the fuck he has the ability to do that because everyone's got different blood types. You know, it's whatever. It uh, doesn't really explain it. It's best to just move on. There's yeah. a reason, like, you never even see what he looks like. No, other than, like, maybe in, like, the art an art book or something, you see what he actually looked like at one point, but... Who knows if that's actually what he looked like. Uh, yeah, it's a mystery. So after Vulcan says his final words, he gets eaten by his own birds, leaving nothing behind, or nothing pretty much behind other than the Vulcan minigun. Yeah, um, and a little bit of blood, but like, yeah, those birds just fucking ate him. Yeah, the bone and all. Yeah. He's just gone. Other than they, I guess the gun didn't taste good to them. So, after that, Snake continues forward. There's a couple of traps on the floor, which I think I fell in one time because, like, I picked up a rash and I was like, oh, I need to use that real quick. Popped it, and then I was like, oh, wait, I just stepped in the fucking trap floor. Now I can't move quick enough, and I just fell in. I was like, damn it, Michael. Yeah, um, the, those, like, trap doors in the floor were just obnoxious because they... They don't really have much rhyme or reason as to, like, where they are. It's just, like, you know, you can play for hours and not run into one, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, here's well, a there... fucking trap door. Yeah, and they're like, why does this facility even have trap doors like that? It makes no fucking sense. I Isn't don't... that the whole point of a trap door? You're not supposed to know where they're at? Also, I... video game <laughs> But why in this... <laughs> Why in this fucking... You don't encounter trap like, doors for, like, a good two hours, probably, at this point. So you've probably forgotten about them. And then, you know, it's like trap doors again. After the trap doors, yeah. there's a whole a room full of fucking camera guns. Why do they need that? Like, like 25 of those fucking things. Pointed because pretty much everywhere. Because you're closer to the, uh, thing. Well, yeah, so, Snake, uh, you... Metal uh, Gear. <laughs> Snake eventually gets into the underground base, and um, which that area plays like my favorite song from the soundtrack. It's just I think it's called like Rex's Lair or whatever, and it just starts with like yeah. zoom. The the one you sent me earlier. Yeah, and I, that's like one of my favorite songs, other than like the ending track and like a couple of the other like somber ones. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I'd probably like it more if it didn't. It wasn't associated with this terrible fucking room. The room itself isn't terrible. It's everything that is revolves around the room. So Snake... Yeah, I, I mean specifically like the gameplay of this fucking room. Yeah, so Snake enters. You see Metal Gear Rex. The music's playing. It's it, it's a great sight to see at first, for sure. Um, Snake continues. It really does, like give you the scale of what snake is here to do like just like 
look at the size of that fucking thing. Yeah, like it's 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 a good like just like oh here's Rex. Wasn't expecting to just see it sitting right here, I guess. And how big it is cuz like Snake has to climb over or pretty much climbs up and over it to get to the control room where um uh Liquid and uh, Ocelot are having Ocelot. a conversation when about how the government hasn't given into the 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 deal yet at all. Uh, Liquid's like, well, I'm gonna keep my stand here or like take my stand here because this is like the safest spot for us. Snake has a conversation with Otacon or Campbell. It was Otacon because Otacon's at this time also hacking through like the system to figure out what he Snake needs to do to stop the launch from happening. For whatever reason, Snake's fucking arms dangling out, which it looks even sillier in the Twin Snakes version. Because, like, his whole arm just sticking out in front of the doorway more than it looks like in this game. And yeah, and also there's just a fucking camera on him that, like... That, too. No one knows about. <laughs> so, Snake gets caught, and Ocelot shoots at him, and it, for whatever reason, Snake has the PAL key in his hand... And it gets shot out of his hand and it falls off of the um, the rafters. And there's like different... Yeah, because this, this is where you find out that the PAL key is also the three keys needed to shut down Metal Gear. Yes, because it, it's made of a... It's three keys in one. Yeah, because it's made of a malleable material. Is that the term they use? I can't remember. I can't remember the term they use, but uh, essentially like it's... It changes shape based on uh, temperature. Yeah. So Snake has to go back, retrieve the PAL key from being shot out of his and hand. It, and there, there's multiple ways to find it. Uh, one, a rat could have ate it, which Miller will call you and tell you, like, there's some rats around there. They might have eaten it. So you can either place claymores in front of the rat holes if you know where the rat holes are at or shoot the rats. I'm assuming you're laughing just because this is the key. No, this key is un like indestructible for whatever like, fucking Ocelot reason. just shot it and it didn't even put a dent in the fucking thing. Yeah, or it's just sitting in the water. But if you're not careful, which this is also something with getting your material or your equipment back from the torture scene, is like there you could pick up a bomb, and then you have to go into your inventory and toss it out before it blows up on you and kills you, which is something that may happen as well during the after the torture scene and you get your shit back is there's, there's a bomb sitting in your shit and i think someone might call you and like hey you need to check your inventory make sure you got everything or make sure there's nothing that got slipped in and uh, i think it's a deep throat that calls you if uh i if you get a bomb in your inventory yeah so that i find that a very interesting mechanic as well it's like oh they're fucking with me. I gotta get rid of this grenade or whatever's in my inventory or I'm gonna die. I think I did die to the also, one uh, once. The PAL key you can find using the mine detector, which is very helpful if you have a radar. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you're just walking around in water that is, I guess, radi it's poisonous in some way because as you're walking if you wait in the water down there you start taking slow damage over time yeah so snake finds the fucking key 
He gets back up to the room, inserts for the first one, and then this is where the backtracking begins even more. So... It, this is just so incredibly unnecessary and annoying. So I think in Twin Snakes... Like, there was Snakes, no reason to do this. They make it significantly easier in Twin Snakes, like, as an alternate means to, like, getting the card cold and hot. But in the original version, you have to figure out, oh, where can I freeze this card at? And he's like, oh, I was just in a freezer. So you backtrack to the freezer... And you have to have it equipped or it won't freeze. So you have to like have it equipped in your thing. And you have to wait a certain amount of time and then it'll change color. Then you have to return all the way back up, climb over wrecks, go back to the office. Don't get spotted by the cameras or you'll get trapped in a gas room. Or the one guard that just continues to like respawn there every time you have to come back to this That too. Place. <laughs> then you have to go get... You have to heat it up, so you have like, oh, there was a boiler room, like, a room, two elevators in another room ago. Let me fucking backtrack even more. And Yeah, just... glad all the guards and mines respawned on that, too. Yeah, so you stand in a room where, it's like, steam's coming out of pipes until the card turns red, and then Snake can go back and climb over fucking Metal Gear, go through the fucking freezer again all that shit back backtracking during this was like my least favorite part and it kind of was like a lull to me for the game but i mean whatever i guess eventually snake makes it back he puts very in the, irritating yeah snake makes it back puts in the third pal key and just to find out that he had activated the nuclear missile yeah hey mike uh do you know if you if you do it wrong like if you put if you make the key hot and then put it in uh does anything happen or does it just say like uh i need to make it cold i didn't look to see if it would mess up the scenario or like i didn't see i didn't look to see if it messed up anything and like because i know you have to do it in order or it just fails so it might just give you, like, a game over or something. I'm not sure, because I didn't think to look that up, honestly. Fair enough. I was just trying to cover what was at, what actually happens for the most part. <laughs> sure. So Snake finds out that he activated the bomb, which makes no sense, because they had the two codes, right? Right? No, and... it's, a, it's a bamboozle. So, uh, Snake freaks out, then he gets a call from Miller, and Miller's like, thank you for helping us, and Snake's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Miller? He's like, our plans can proceed as we wanted, I'm not British sounding, but I might be here soon, maybe, and then Campbell interrupts the call, he's like, Snake, we just found Miller dead, and he's been dead for like three days in his home, and then Snake's, or Miller is like, well, you Oh, you figured it out. And he whips off his sunglasses and pulls down his hair. And guess who it is? It's Liquid. 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 Uh, yes. So apparently, like, you have to do all this shit because they didn't actually get the two codes. Because the DARPA chief did not actually succumb. Or he did not break under the torture. Uh, Ocelot just ended up killing him by trying to torture him too much. Uh, Ocelot's like 
kind of a buffoon in this. Well, Ocelot killed him for a specific reason. It wasn't because it was just because he was over torturing him as well, which we kind of they he kind of brings it up because the Darpa chief's the only one that knows who Ocelot is. Which they bring, he brings that up at the end of the game. Whatever. Oh, in the uh, cutscene after the end credits? Yes. Okay, yeah. But uh, in any case, so like, the DARPA chief who was actually Decoy Octopus was like, Oh yeah, they Psychomantis got it out of me, but he shouldn't have been able to because of the uh, nanomachines or whatever the fuck. Um, that's why they had to like actually torture the other guy. Um so they didn't have the both of the codes. So the only way to get it to launch was to insert the three cards, which Snake did, because Snake doesn't really question his orders very well. And he doesn't fucking even listen to Vulcan Raven. He's yep. a good soldier. He just follows blindly and kills. Yeah. It's fucked up what Liquid does, though. Like, he's just sacrificing his comrades just... He just, like, told Snake, hey, go to here. Put in these POW keys for us. or But, like, not actually, like, in a more indirect way without getting his comrades killed, you know? But, you know, it's whatever. Ah, Liquid's yeah. a terrible dude. Yeah, but also, like, when did Liquid know that, like, that's how the POW key worked? I don't know like, if he, when did... like, knew how the POW key worked. He just knew that there was... A, an alternative way to do it and the alternative way to do it was through a key at least three so he could at least got snake i don't i don't know yeah because they didn't confiscate that during the torture scene like i mean they did but they just left it in with all of your other shit like it yeah like the only thing that uh, that was taken was the information that the uh arms tech president gave to snake that ocelot took that had the yeah. missile data or whatever data on racks it, it, it was the uh the the test firing data that's right yeah um so liquid betrayed or liquid was pretending to be miller the whole time very sad i'm sure if i didn't know that when i'd played through this game i would have been kind of devastated because i really like miller in one of the other games Snake's like, where are you at? Well, Liquid's like, well, just come outside and meet me. Or no, L L Liquid locks them in the room, and you have to throw on your gas mask real quick and wait for uh, Otacon to unlock the door for you. And yep. then Snake gets out of the room, chases after Liquid, because there's like a little. It's one of those little like sounds, like oh, something scurried away that way, and but it's just Liquid without his shirt on for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, that doesn't really. Uh, there's no, there's no reason for it. <laughs> he, he's he's just shirtless, does. and you just see him run off that way. So you follow after him, and then it triggers the cutscene for between Liquid and Snake. Liquid goes over this like three different times during this and like their final confrontation about genes, how they're both twins of the fucking big boss. He got the recessive genes. S Solid Snake got the what's dominant the genes? Yeah, the yes, dominant dominant genes. There we go. Brain. Thank you, King. Um, yep. <laughs> um, 
So they go. Snake goes on a big spiel about this, and he does it more than once. Um, but Snake wants to make sure that the world has soldiers like them to continue, because peace time just means that they don't need people like Liquid and, and Solid Snake for whatever sure. reason. That, that's the big. Yeah, it's, ba- it's basically saying like they have no purpose outside of war, so they have there to must keep be war. war. Yeah, which was what Big Boss's ideas were. That's why Big Boss had all of his other things going on. Yeah, that's why he made Outer Heaven, uh, and I guess Zans of Our Land. Yeah. When in reality, they're just really bad at finding hobbies. If you just <laughs> if they just found a good hobby, you know, Solid was a what a, a musher. What are they called? Yep. Yeah, a musher. Musher. Yeah. So you know, you find a good hobby, you feel like you got purpose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Liquid's hobbies are evil. And that's it. Just I mean, being they, evil. There's some <laughs> evil hobbies, I bet. Well, I mean, what's a good evil hobby when you guys can Serial killing. Uh, yeah. yeah, see? So you could have serial killed. Killing your brother's, like, favorite mentor and then impersonating him. You yeah. know? Shit like that. Yeah, um, he, he had hobbies. Getting they your, were just evil. Uh, send your comrades off to die for whatever dumb fucking reason, you know. It, it, it's liquid. So liquid goes on with his feels about genes and war. God, and all the gene talk is so obnoxious it, in this because it just keeps it really on does going. And it, it snakes a big baby about it. Have we brought up Fox die yet? Not officially, no. I think that's mentioned during one of the elevator sequences between Naomi. I, I think I skipped over a whole thing where Naomi was talking to Snake about... Like, she managed to sneak a codec and has a conversation with Snake. And secretively, while she's under arrest, essentially. Where Yeah, it turn, turns out Naomi wanted to kill all the members of Fox out because... Gray Fox died. Yeah, she she was taken in by him, and then I think she also looked up the big boss, and Snake killed Big Boss, so she had resentment towards Snake until she kind of had a better understanding of what Snake was doing, I guess. So she like kind of forgave him for what happened to his brother and how he is as a person, I guess. I don't. It was whatever, but then their cut, communication was cut short before they can actually talk about how the fox die affects Snake himself. But essentially, fox dies, you're in a vicinity with per- people that it's coded into the nanomachines with, and it eventually causes them to have a heart attack. Yeah, which is why the... Uh, the uh, de- that's why Decoy Octopus died. That's why uh, the president... Uh, of arms tech died uh has it killed anyone else at this point it's killed no one else so that was the only two that it killed it didn't kill any of the other members of foxhound as of yet it didn't affect ocelot we i think it i don't think it affects vulcan raven at all it didn't i they weren't i the people he was in contact with in foxhound he pretty much dispatched before he could even find out fox i would affect them and yeah, uh, 
and Sniper Wolf was too doped up on diazepam for it to affect her as quickly, so she died from being long wound. Yeah, and Vulcan Raven in the first battle was in the M1 tank, so... Yeah, so there was, like, no real close contact with them. Yeah. But in any case, it it was a virus designed specifically to kill all the members of Foxhound. Uh, Well, all the ones that had the nanomachines, so that includes the genome soldiers, right? Yeah, pretty much. And Naomi tweaked a little bit. So it could affect specific people that she resented, even though it was made to only affect Foxhound people. Mm-hmm. So that's why they killed the arms tech. That's why I think it killed the arms tech president, because I don't think they were, to, they were initially part of the plan. It was just mostly meant for Foxhound people. So, yeah, which is weird because like liquids like. I might not need the vaccine because I've been around you this whole time and I haven't had a heart attack. But he really hasn't. He's just been in the hind D and then, like, now he's meeting him face-to-face. They were face-to-face in the torture room, too. Along with Ocelot and Sniper Wolf. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Liquid gets into Metal Gear Rex and big fight. And Snake, for whatever reason, does not shoot him. He doesn't. It's you know one of those classic things where like the good guy doesn't shoot at the bad guy till he gets into the super awesome powered thing that he has to fight against. Yeah, I believe Otacon or someone tells Snake fire at the radar dish because Liquid's inside the cockpit and he's just using the radar dish to fi- uh, to figure out where Snake's at. This fight is a very obnoxious fight, even knowing how the kind of work the mechanics because just control wise navigating around Rex is very obnoxious. Yeah, and um you have to use the stinger missile to knock out the uh the radar dish, but you can't move while operating the stinger, so you have to like run and then shoot it and then like get the fuck out of there cuz he's got heat sinking missiles or whatever they're they'll lock onto you until the radar dish is yeah destroyed so there's a a long distance is the heat seeking missiles that's what he launches at you you run closer towards it so it doesn't hit you but sometimes it still does because old game if you're too close it'll metal gear rex will stomp on you or fire a laser down at you or he'll shoot the machine guns at you and there's yeah. like a method to it, but it, even with knowing the method, it's still kind of obnoxious to do this fight. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough fight, and um, like mechanics aside, it it's it's kind of long, and there's a cutscene in the middle of it that's unskippable. Yeah, um, I mean you can skip some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Uh, eventually, after doing enough damage to the radar dish, I. I'm trying to remember the cutscene exactly, but I can't. Eventually, Gray Fox does show up and help. Yeah, and he's, like, got a gun for an arm. Yeah, he's got, like, a fucking rail gun. He's like, when did this happen? For an arm, though. Yeah. Like, it's... He's not holding it. It's, like, his fucking arm. He, he's a ninja cyborg. He can do whatever he wants. Cyborg yeah, ninja. In the, in the comic, they retcon that as just, like, he ends up, like, throwing his high frequency sword uh into the radar dish which destroys it yeah 
So Gray Fox shows up. They have a conversation between each other while did I'm trying to I like I said I can't remember it specifically off the top of my head anymore. But eventually, um, during this conversation between Snake and Gray Fox, Gray Fox tells him that he's the one that killed Naomi's parents, but he couldn't kill her because of how innocent she looked or whatever. Because she was like nine or whatever. She was a child. Uh, so he adopted her. But still, like, seeing her every day, like, that guilt was eating away at him. They have that little heart-to-heart. Gray Fox goes to help fight Rex some more. Uh, he eventually gets fucking stepped on. But doesn't. Yeah, he, he, he essentially sacrifices himself to give Snake the opportunity. And Snake doesn't fucking take it. No, because he doesn't want to kill Gray Fox that way, even though the cockpit's open right there for Liquid to just get hit. Yeah. And but, Like, if you try to fire, Snake's just like, I can't do it! Yeah, I, can't I can't do, do it. it! And you have to listen to the lock-on noise when you do that, too, and it's obnoxious to hear it going, and Snake going, can't do it! Can't do it! Yeah. And this shit is unskippable. Yeah, and Gray Fox is going on about, like, I can die in happily now, or whatever, from battle, and blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, and he's blah. telling you to do it. Yeah, and why is this the one time Snake decides to bitch out? Yeah. So, yeah. Gray Fox dies from this. Uh, the battle continues, but the radar dish is destroyed, so Snake has, not Snake, well, they're, they're both Snakes. Liquid has to leave the cockpit open, so he can see where Solid Snake is. So it's pretty much the same fight, but you're aiming for a different spot. Um, yeah, now it's best to be like just right under him, firing up at him. Yeah, and then eventually you do enough damage and it destroys Rex. In this process, again, a lot of these cutscenes are a little hazy to me. I should have probably brushed up on them a little bit since we've been discussing this for three weeks now. I'm not sure what happens off the top of my head for Snake to get knocked out. And in in that period of time, Liquid strips him of all of his stuff, even his shirt, for whatever fucking reason, uh, and ties him up on top of Rex, along with Meryl, with whom we're not sure if she's alive or dead yet at this point. If, If you submit to the torture, is she still up there? She is, but she's dead. Okay. But we don't know that until after Liquid has his dumbass long spiel again. Just more shit about jeans. And he wanted to carry on Big Boss's dream. Um, out of spite. Pretty much out of spite. Because like he was the one that wanted to kill Big Boss, but Solid took that away from him. So he's like, I'm just going to carry on the Big Boss's dream out of spite, I guess. Because I'm fucking Liquid. Uh yeah. A world where warriors are celebrated, uh, you know. Snake tells them as long as they're people, there will always be war regardless. So it's not like Snake or Liquid has to go through all these fucking hoops to, you know, be a dickhead. Uh, I think it's mentioned in the first conversation, and I'm going to fuck up French completely here, but Snake and Liquid are part of a project because they weren't. They're genetically made twins from a project called Les Enfants Terribles, which is the terrible children, um, which is what was 
create this is what created uh solid and liquid um using big boss's cells so like big boss didn't like pump and dump and then have kids from it <laughs> this these were cells that were just stolen from him and then they made the kids and they were originally octuplets like there was the way this the, the program worked was like there was a eggs or sand i don't remember specifically pretty much shoved up in a woman and then two of those eggs ate the other one all the other ones and that's how you got liquid and solid snake yeah like sharks yeah pretty much but there's actually a third one maybe possibly is that the one in the second game yes okay yeah kind of an obnoxious name doesn't matter uh more genes Yep, gnome soldiers were also made using big bosses. Well, they weren't made; they were genetic. They were modified. I don't with big bosses cells also, so they're technically Enhanced. brothers. To like, so they're technically brothers to liquid and solid. So liquid's like, you've been killing your brothers this whole time, Snake. He's like, I don't give a shit. I killed my dad. <laughs> and I've watched you this whole time, Snake. You've been um, smiling while killing them all or something, enjoying it. He's like, no, no, wasn't me. Um, you know, so they discussed the genes shit some more. Um, eventually, Snake receives a call from Campbell. Uh, while this is happening, Campbell's telling him that um, a missile strike's about to happen on the facility, but also Campbell gets interrupted and he's taken into custody by the secretary of defense. And I already forgot his dumbass name. Oh, right. Um, it was, it was, it was like home field or something. Uh, yeah, why, it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the secretary, secretary of defense, um, pretty much takes him into custody and then that's pretty and he's like yeah you guys are gonna get bombed no matter what get fucked losers and then hangs <laughs> up and then liquid's like see what your government does to you snake let's have a three minute fight but i'm gonna talk for 30 seconds while this is going on because i have a bomb strapped to meryl and uh she may still be alive and you might have yourself a nice time to make love before the world blows up on you is pretty much what Liquid tells Snake. So they have a hand-to-hand -hand combat on top of Metal Gear Rex. And it is a very obnoxious fight. On harder difficulties, you can fall off of Rex and it's an immediate game over or continue. But on normal difficulties, when you go to fall off of Rex, he just kind of falls off the side, essentially. And then you can he lifts himself back up. Um... There's not really anything crazy with mechanics of so this fight. Snake or Liquid kind of changes up, like how he fights. Like once you get him half health, essentially, like he'll start ramming you and he'll start like stomping on you if you're falling off the side or laying down. Um, he'll completely iframe through your combos. So like some like at some points, like once you do like one hit, he'll go into iframes and then do a combo on you and take out a quarter of your health because he hits harder for whatever reason for so much for being a recessive baby man eventually snake is able to defeat liquid 
liquid falls off the side of the metal gear so liquid's dead right maybe who knows he should be he's gone through all this bullshit and should be dead jim houseman was the yeah, name of the defense yeah good old houseman um yeah. so depending uh this is kind of where the story splits different depending on how you um did the torture sequence if you suffered through the torture meryl is alive and you guys head out onto a jeep uh if not if you do submit without going through the torture meryl's dead it's just her body and an autocon shows up and he goes out to the jeep with you and then this is when the jeep sequence uh comes up this is like the final escape scene you take on the gunner on the jeep you're shooting people which i found out on reddit i didn't i never tried to replicate it myself if you change your controller to controller port two, you can make the uh, the soldiers just walk away, and then change back to controller port one. I had no fucking idea until I saw like some Reddit post about it, so I never like checked to make sure if that's actually true or not. But you know, why? I I don't know. <laughs> More so, of Kojima's madness. <laughs> Which would have been helpful because shooting at those guys was like really annoying, mostly because I forgot I can go into first person. So I was like third person. Yeah, aiming, I did all this shit in first person. Yeah, and and first person aiming is not ideal, but it is much easier than yeah constantly doing third person. So they get through like a couple waves of guards at uh, some checkpoints, and then they're on the straight and narrow on their way to freedom. And guess who fucking shows up? Liquid again. And he's shooting at you with a FAMAS, and you're shooting back at him. Eventually, they get through the tunnel. They, like, liquid side swipes the Jeep, I think, right at the edge of the tunnel. So they, they just topple over each other, and Liquid and, not Liquid, Solid and Otacon or Meryl, depending on who you picked, um, are trapped under the Jeep, and Liquid's still alive, even though you just shot him with a fucking machine gun, like, 20 times. This guy is, like, invincible. Up until Fox Die finally kills him. And I wrote it out silly because the way it goes is Liquid's like walking up to him and then he feels the heart attack coming on and he goes, Fox? And then Liquid or Solid goes, says, Die. Yeah. So, like the DARPA <laughs> chief and the Arms Tech president. Yeah, it's kind of kind of silly, but like in keeping with '80s action movies. Yeah. So eventually, Liquid does succumb to the Fox die. It just took him a while, and that that's the end of the game itself. And then we just have a bunch of cutscenes after. My God, do we have a lot of cutscenes? It is a lot, and it slightly varies depending on who you picked. To, to live throughout the game. I think Otacon lives regardless in the Meryl ending. He's just stuck on the base until someone comes to rescue him. Yeah, so, uh, he, he, like, he was ready to, like, go out in a blaze of glory because he's no longer, like, gonna be a coward. He's gonna, like, live as a man and he's gonna, like, go down with the ship to get Snake out. And then Campbell calls back and he's like, hey, I'm back in control. Uh, and, you know, like... 
you don't have to worry. There's no nuclear bomb coming to blow you up anymore. Yeah, because and, the Secretary of Defense was acting on his own accord. The president had no idea, and the president found out, and they canceled the air raid and nuclear strike. And essentially, Campbell's like, Washington wouldn't, isn't stupid enough to use a couple of nukes to hide a couple secrets, essentially, is what was he was told. Um he does. Which kind of feels like, uh, you sure, though? <laughs> yeah, right. On their own soil, though? Uh, oh, they would never. Uh, yeah, never. Do, just uh, don't ask the cast and crew of Genghis Khan. I'll try not to. Oh, you have a hard time. They all died of cancer. Oh, that's that's depressing. Yeah. Just about as depressing as Snake trying to ask about Fox die. Uh, so Snake does ask about Fox Eye to Campbell because he's concerned about if Fox Eye is going to affect him. And he hands over the call to Naomi and they he doesn't even really get a chance to ask about Fox Eye until the end of the conversation because Naomi just wanted to talk about her stupid ass brother some more. And he pretty much Snake pretty much tells her like, yeah, he, he loved you still. Doesn't mention that he killed his parents, even though he Fox was like, tell her that I killed his, your her parents. But he doesn't say that to her like ever, which he probably does at some point in the like in behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Uh, also, like Naomi is just rambling. He's like, Naomi, when am I going to die? And she's like, Oh, you know, like you'll die when you feel like. It. And it's like, What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like, it, it's like it may. She. It's pretty much implied that it may or may not kill him. You know, it's just more. She goes on about more gene bullshit and to live his life. That's just pretty much the general part of that ending, depending on who you pick to end with you. There's like, with Meryl, it's kind of romance um, Snake tells her, like, maybe it's time for him to live for someone else instead of himself. Maybe someone like Meryl, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's cute. Uh, Snake, it's real sappy shit. Yeah, very sappy. <laughs> um, Snake... Meryl asks his name, or Snake, no, Meryl says, where to Snake, and he says, call me Dave, or, or David, and she's like, so where to Dave, and then there's fucking Caribou, just in the horizon, stuttering all to hell, stuttering to hell, and he's like, you know, Caribou are like a symbol of life or some dumb bullshit, <laughs> and, and then that's how, that's Meryl's ending, with Otacon endings, they discuss Meryl, uh, he apologizes to Campbell, and Campbell brings up that Meryl is actually his daughter. I don't think he mentions that during the Meryl cutscenes. I think he only does it during the Otacon one. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Snake wants to enjoy his life is what he, at, with his discussions with Otacon. Uh, ask Otacon what he's going to do, and he said... He's soon become a new man, going to science because he, he got into science because he was scared of people in life because he's a fucking nerd. He would have probably he's an otaku. Yeah, he probably got his fucking he got swirlies in high school and middle school probably for liking whatever anime existed in the eighties or in two thousand or nine whatever fucking year he was would have been in high school. Whatever the game's based in two thousand five, it doesn't fucking matter. um so he's he couldn't he couldn't understand people but he's learned how to like them through snake of all people he learned it through snake and the whatever and he's tired of being a spectator and he's ready to live his own life as well 
and he asks Otacon if he's going to give up his stealth camo and they camo and they laugh about it. They have they they laugh a lot. They're 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 little cute together. I kind of ship them a little bit. Um, Otacon kind of just goes, "This is where we say goodbye to the ones that we love as well," you know, because this is where Meryl died and Sniper Wolf died. Otacon's true love, you know. I guess love can bloom on a battlefield. Yeah, whatever. They tell each other each other's names. Snake's name is Dave, and Otacon's name is Hal. They make a Space Odyssey reference, and they fucking laugh about it. And then credits. Long, long credits. Long credits. You get that beautiful song. I don't remember the name. It's in here somewhere, but there's... In this long-ass script. Um, at the end of the credits, I think it's Naomi talking again. Yeah. Uh, pretty much saying, you mustn't allow yourself to be chained by fate. Genes don't matter. Live your life. Shit some more. After talking about genes for this whole damn game. Uh, then after that, it's pretty much, I think, a blank screen that says Metal Gear on it. Or Metal Gear Solid. And uh, there's a conversation between Ocelot and... The pre er, the president, because Ocelot's like a triple, quadruple agent. You know, he he's got his hands in like everyone's baskets playing the game. Um, yeah, he's playing both sides, so he always comes out on top. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not even gonna try to remember how to pronounce the name of that song. Uh, or the, uh, I mean, the, that's like the, the artist. The name, the name of the song yeah. is the best is yet to come, and it's yeah, saying in is it Gaelic? Gaelic? Is that yeah? Yeah, Sh- I don't remember how to pronounce her yeah, name either. Neither do I. It's like Aoi Nairing. Very interesting name. It's Irish. it's Gaelic, and Gaelic Gaelic does not translate to English very well. Yeah. Uh, the Irish people. You we know. Don't, we don't have time to talk. Well, I mean, like it. It makes sense as a language. It's just the English fucking ruined it. Yeah. They ruin everything. <laughs> Classic Fucking English. British people. Fucking liquid, you know? Liquid. But uh, Ocelot's having a conversation with someone that we find out is the, pres- the president, and the president is Solidus, but we don't know who Solidus is, but it sounds like that could be somebody, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the name's a little bit too on the nose for it to not be. Yeah. Uh, he mentions that Liquid was duped to believe that he had the recessive genes. So, like, this whole time, I guess Liquid had the dominant genes and Solid had the recessive ones. I think they just, neither of them had, I think they just kind of, to me, the way I took it is they both had their own sort of, some had, re- they're just fucking twins. It doesn't, whatever. Yeah, you know? Liquid just needed an inferiority complex so that he would be real mad and do stuff. Yeah, um, he mentions like all of them, pretty much everyone died other than the two that escaped, which would be Snake and the girl or Otacon. Uh, he does mention that no one knows what he was doing. Or the only person that knew who he was was the DARPA chief. That's why he did kill him in the torch during the torture. So the DARPA chief couldn't rat him out or whatever. And that's the end of Metal Gear Solid. 
Um, I do know that we mentioned some gameplay mechanics during the game, but I don't think we mentioned like all of it. Um, depending yeah, on uh, the... a- after the torture scene, uh, there's one part where Naomi calls you and snakes like my arm really hurts. So she's like, put your controller up to your arm. So you put it up to your arm and it vibrates. Cause like you've just been button mashing all the shit. So like it vibrates your arm to like, kind of like work out the tingles, which is really a cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bet I, they, I bet all these nerdy kids put it up to their arm. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, the alternate endings do provide different rewards for your subsequent playthroughs. The Otacon ending gives you active camo, and then the Meryl ending gives you the Infinity Bandana, so like any weapons or items you have, as long as you have the Infinity Bandana equipped, it's infinite ammo for it. The active camo is active camo. It doesn't work during boss fights or like specific alert scenes. Like, I tried using it during the tower scene, and I was still getting shot. I was like, okay, well, time to whip out the bandana and throw stun grenades this whole time and look at a white screen for three minutes. Do you have to equip the those items for them to work? Or Yes, like just okay. like you would have to equip rations or whatever. You have to have them selected, and then... So you kind of have to do back and forth bullshit, like with those items and the card keys or card keys and stuff like that. Uh, we mentioned last time that there is code names, depending on how well you do. The With the biggest one being Big Boss, which is beating the game in a certain amount of time. No, few, very few alerts, how many rations you use, you know, all that stuff. I got I got code name Iguana. Uh, I got Iguana I on my first playthrough. I don't remember my subsequent ones. I think I got the same one on my last two. Yeah, my uh, my playthrough was pretty mediocre. <laughs> I, I feel like Iguana is probably the lowest you can be because I think ours our times were very similar and like the amount of rations and killing people, all that bullshit. It's you know interesting that way. It, and then the, there's incentive to play through it again and try to be better at it, not get as many kills, so you can get a better code name and feel good about yourself. You know. Pretty much with the reception of the game. Uh, Metacritic gave it a 94 with a universal acclaim. Which I guess... Is Metacritic like a conglomerate of... I was trying to understand their website when I was looking at these. But it looked like it was like a conglomerate of like game journalism... Journalists giving a score. Then they kind of gave an overall score themselves. I I think it's kind of like Rotten Tomatoes is done by users. Uh, Metacritic is done by like tallying up all the uh, like rotten tomatoes like uh critics review as opposed to their i think so that's how i is also terrible well they gave it a universal acclaim what Uh, disney's movie did they give a low score to nothing have you seen like their top 10 games and all their like top 10 stuff no i I don't look at metacritic it is the it is like the most asinine things. Like <laughs> some of the games make no sense why they were why they are in there. To name a few of the like of the people who gave their reviews for Metacritic, uh, Armchair Empire gave it a hundred. GMR Magazine gave it a hundred. Total Video Games gave it a one hundred. 
PSX Nation gave it a 99, IGN gave it a 98, and GameSpot gave it an 85, so fuck you, GameSpot. <laughs> the official UK PlayStation Magazine issue 42 gave it a 10 out of 10, calling it the best game ever made, packing a gameplay, graphics, and original originality triple punch. It was unputdownable while it lasts and unforgettable when it's finished. GamePro reviewed by Major Mike gave it a 4.7 out of 5, and his most total quote was that it was fast. Forget fast food action titles with three hatch formulas that never worked. Metal Gear Solid elevates video gaming to high art, which, I mean, I kind of agreed on that, because, like, other than the gameplay mechanics being dated, it if I had played this when I was younger, I probably would have been blown away by, like, some of this shit a little bit more, but it's still... I don't know. It, it was cinema to me to play through it, even... It, it's... It's a... It's a very unique and incredible experience. Now, since we've had, you know, 25 years of other games, like, that have built on these concepts and other concepts, like, yeah, it's not... It's not as mind-blowing for a first time player today but it's still an incredible achievement yeah it received an, an excellence award for interactive art at the 1998 japan media arts festival uh the academy of interactive arts and sciences nominated it for game of the year console game of the year console action game of the year and outstanding achievements in interactive design software engineering and character and story development I don't know much about the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, or Sciences, but that's a lot of nominations. Yeah. I don't know if they won any of them. Uh, in 1999, Next Generation listed Metal Gear Solid as a number 27, as number 27 on their top 50 games of all time. And that's pretty much what all I gathered for the reception of the game. I'm surprised it's not lower for 1999. Like, that's... Interesting, but look, yeah. I, by lower, I mean closer to, to the number one, but maybe they weren't rated as, like, 50 is the lowest and one is the highest. Maybe it's just, like, all of these are... And I really, I looked at the list, but I don't remember what was all on that list. I'm, I think at that time, I think Ocarina of Time and stuff was probably out by then and all those other games, so it's more than likely yeah. a lot of those Nintendo games probably took a lot of those places most likely if you think about best games of all time i mean i could probably list off 15 that are probably above metal gear right now uh, all of them came out before 1999 then not all of them are yeah 10 of them call of duty games no uh, call no, of Duty no, but, is not even in there but I'm, I'm just saying for 1999 like this is one of the newest most in yeah. like interact like it for that time i would have expected it to be closer to number one but like i said i don't know if it's like now of course we've had 25 years of other games that have done incredible things so like now i could definitely see it being you know somewhere on that list but for that time it seemed like i'm surprised it's not closer yeah but again it might not be ranked in sequential order that could also be the case. It could have just been, oh, this is our list of games. Yeah. It's also all subjective with, like, games and stuff. You know, it's not 
Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Uh, so like I said, that's pretty much all I had for like reception. A lot of the, for the commercial impact of the game, upon release, it was a commercial success. It became one of the top five most rented games in the United States and top sales charts in the UK and Japan. Um, Megasol reported to have sold 1.06 million copies and earned about 51.8 million in revenue during 1998 alone. I didn't see how much was actually like put into making this game. So what, like the budget? Yeah, like the budget of the game. I meant to look that up, and that's that's the one thing that I slipped my mind. By early 2001, it had sold uh, six million units worldwide. So like, still even like two years or three years later, it's still selling copies of games. And in a Twitch TV AMA with Jeff Keighley, Kojima explained the expectations for this game was like really low for him, like or like at least for his sales for Metal Gear Solid. But with those low expectations, it allowed him to work on the game the way he wanted to, because he wasn't trying to like make a game to appease anybody. He was just making a game that he wanted to make, so like he didn't have that pressure of like trying to appease people, essentially. That's fair. That's I didn't really get a lot for the impact on that. I think that's fine. Yeah, and then its legacy. It's credited with popularizing popularizing the stealth game genre. IGN calling it the founder of stealth genre, which I mean, you know, I think we talked about it like that, like last episode or the episode before. But yeah, I would say it's... popularizing it would make the most sense, essentially. Yeah. It's certainly a foundational pillar. I just, you know, there have been stealth games before. You can't, like, but it's splitting hairs for the most part. It's certainly redefined it for yeah. that point. Uh, throughout the years after its release, numerous game critics have considered Metal Gear Solid one of the best games PlayStation. Why did I do this to myself? One of the best <laughs> PlayStation games ever, and... Featured in many uh, best video game lists, such as Computer and Video Games in 2000, Electronic Gaming Monthly and Game Informer, and Game Informer in 2001. IGN in 2002 stated that just by the demo for the game, it had more gameplay than in most finished titles of games around that time. I mean, we still see that today, where like, sometimes you'll get an indie game that's just full of so much shit and it's so great. And then, like, AAA titles and whatever, putting out less than slipping on words. Very subpar games. Yeah, or, like, games where, like, you have to, like, buy the expansion pack just to get it to fucking run right. Or, right. Or, like, it's missing stuff that's, like, not available at launch because they're rushing to get it out. And, like, yeah. yeah. Like, this game came out as complete as it was really going to be, uh... Yeah, and there is certainly a lot to it. Yeah, like even it, it needed those two discs, right? And like even in 2012, critics were still like praising this like one of the best PlayStation games ever. Like Time Magazine in 2012, like even mentioned that Metal Gear Solid, along with its sequel, was featured in the Smithsonian Art American Art Museum exhibition, exhibition The Art of Video Games, in 2012, which I think that's really cool. I like seeing like 
the media that I'm into, like Joe, like I'm really into yeah, some anime. Yeah, JoJo like, at the Louvre. Yeah, JoJo, jo, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, like hit uh, Araki's art being featured at the Louvre. I find that it stuff, is really cool art. Yeah, it is, and like it's very cool to see like oh, video games are just at an art museum, you yeah. know. In uh, 2023, which was this year, actually. I don't fucking remember what GQ list is. Listed uh, Metal Gear Solid as the seventh best video game of all time, according to a team of video game journalists across the industry. So, I mean, it's got a legacy to it. It's, it's a... I... I don't know what more to say on its legacy other than <laughs> what I've typed out. But it's definitely got one. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Do you guys have any final thoughts about this? Kevin's out of it. Yeah, he wants to go to bed. I really wanted to hear Kevin talk about what he thought of like, more of the stuff, but I understand. I mean, uh, there was nothing more to really talk about at the end there. It was just like the game. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm really, that's one of the things I really like about when we do media episodes, like our movies, and in this case our video game, is, like, yes, we do talk very long-winded, like, right. know, three episodes, but uh, but it is really, like, cool to go back and look at these things, like, I mean, like, we won't be able to get totally in the mindset of the time they were created, so, like, some things work and some things don't, like, there's elements that are problematic or like debunked science or whatever but it is really cool to like go back and like try to try to understand like the moment that this appeared and like what the world around it was like because yeah. i was like four years old when this came out or jesus so like only four yes the game came out in 98 i was born in 94 King and I were like adults. <laughs> we're not adults. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, there's just there's something about like being able to go back and like I I know Kevin only got to watch it, but you and I got to actually like sit down and play this game and like you know do the research and everything and like despite it being old, despite it being incredibly dated in some areas, it's like, and revolutionary in other areas, like you, you do get immersed in it. Just like, regardless, like it is a compelling experience now. Like even today, even after we've had 25 years of like games that have taken advantage of better, uh, technology, um, uh, like building off of older concepts but this game like does still like hold your attention like yeah even, even if i hadn't been researching this to like help you on the episode like i i still would have researched it anyways just because it is fascinating like the world that kojima has built is bizarre and goofy and like exciting and cheesy like it's all these things but it is absolutely compelling yeah I, I i agree on it and i it's while it wasn't something i grew up with it, it really was like nice to experience what i would consider a piece of history like it's even if it's just history and gaming it's it was still really nice to do that 
it did take me a little bit to get into the game control wise but once i started feeling more comfortable with controls with the controls the game was became like significantly more enjoyable to me because like there were so many times where like i just did something i didn't mean to do or you know something like that and the amount of times that i accidentally pressed a instead of b or b instead of yes. a and just like oh god damn it or i'm trying to grab someone and i'm still moving and i accidentally throw them like well i just fucked up the stealth i was just trying to do and the yeah and then even with the graphics and all that i too felt still like very immersed in like the story even like i i I mean, it, it felt like a, it, it it was a movie to an extent for me. And it was in a movie I felt like I could be a part of, I guess. Sure. That's how, I want, or how I'd like to explain it. And I've really only put like 20 hours into this game. And half of that was spent on my first playthrough trying to go through every cutscene, experience the game for itself. And then subsequent playthroughs, trying out the extra items that you unlock. And it was still enjoyable to play it through two more times after my initial playthrough. Yeah, I watched every cutscene. Uh, but, like, by the time I got to the Rex fight and, like, you know, I watched the cutscene the first time and, like, it was, like, really into it. But, but like, after dying, like four or five fucking times it's like bitch let's go <laughs> like i don't give a fuck about your genes i don't care about gray fox let's fucking go <laughs> that was my issue with the liquid fight there i would he would talk for the 30 seconds after starting the timer i'm like dude just stop just let me skip this yeah but then like if you die and have to restart uh it it doesn't take that 30 seconds like the fight starts and you have the full three minutes it's kind of silly like that i think what my you're you're right when it, on my third playthrough i wasn't doing a continue i was quitting out of the game so it didn't add on to my time or give me additional gotcha. continues so i had to sit through that every time and it was that very obnoxious um that's pretty much all i've got for metal gear solid one I mean, I think we have given this game its proper due, and we've certainly talked about it enough. Uh, we've talked about it about as long as it takes to do a playthrough. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, like, without skipping cutscenes. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we can safely put it to bed there. Uh, Michael, once again, great job on, uh, on writing these, and uh, hopefully this will uh, inspire you to find another topic that you want to do an episode on. Of course, and I'm sure I have some in my brain, and I appreciate you assisting me on it, because uh, writing and all that is really not in my forte. Yeah, it is It is hard to do once a week, I assure you. The people don't care about this. You guys can kiss each other's ass off, off of this. Kevin's cranky. Somebody wants to go to bed. Someone yeah. wants to do his right. plugs and go. Yeah, let's, let's do them then. Well, guys, thanks for no, listening. I'll say it in your cranky voice. Be quiet. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you probably should have just played the game instead of listening to us talk about it. Uh, but I guess thanks, you know, for, for making it this far. Now you get to go play it or don't play it. Or catch us for more at what underscore we underscore consume on X and what we consume podcasts on Instagram. That's about all I got. 
if you want to catch me, I'm on Twitter at Michael Ray V or X, whatever. And I'm on Blue Sky at Grassman94. And I am at King Hagathor on both Twitter and Blue Sky. Other than that, bye bye.